0: that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you
1: bundle home an auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
2: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. <laughs>
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the DJ Cast. I'm Joel neighborhood joined by Damon McDonald's. How are you doing, Damon?
2: Sleepy. Um, once again, this New Japan Cup has uh, messed up sleep schedules, but um, we're good, right? We saw a lot of uh, solid pro wrestling, a lot of good pro wrestling, some great pro wrestling. And uh, we got a lot of news and a lot to cover and um, look, we can sleep when we're dead, as they say. I'm ready to go and fire it up for another award winning
1: performance of uh, Super J cast. We've got a lot of things that we need to save up for. We've got two Tokyo Dome shows that we need to go to next January. So it is time to start saving the pennies. Yeah. And what better way, Damon, to save your pennies than with an official NJPW piggy bank? Which one are you going to buy? Is the Hiromu, the Bushi, or the El Desperado piggy? Well, you just sent me over the pictures. I, I did see. Uh, I did spend a little bit of
2: time. I did make a a guest appearance, a quick hit on the Discord this week. I was on just for a little bit. Um, And I did kind of scroll through all the various different channels that we had. And I did see... I saw the Hiromo one. And I saw the El Desperado one. And yes, they certainly... They're piggy
1: banks with masks. (laughs) They sure are. Um, hmm. We're missing a trick here, Damien. We should be making a, a scampy piggy bank fuck you know scampy agrees we're gonna talk a lot about new japan
2: pro wrestling marketing today um maybe this is where they uh maybe this is where they hit their mark on the
1: piggy banks uh well, this is harold may's uh it is um expertise isn't it was it, is it Tommy worked for before yeah, selling toys. kids toys yeah the
2: toys yeah yeah so yeah this is right up his alley um this would be like if I mark. No, never mind. I was going to say something gross, um, and highly inappropriate, probably. Um, all right, which one am I digging? Probably the Hiromo one, right? That one. That one looks pretty cool with the red. Um, the, Despo, the, the, that, the El Desperado one is pretty good too, because it's just mask. And I think the Bushi one's my least favorite one. Just like in life. <laughs> just like real right. life. <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah i would go in that running order hiromo they're cute i mean honestly they're not bad right i mean i'm not gonna they're like those funko figure things that
1: funko pots yeah, yeah
2: um you know, uh,
1: never gonna buy no. one
2: of those no i'll never buy the bank but uh, until they
1: start making them of us then yeah then i'll get one just for posterity hey
2: listen we're closer to that than than further away i think right i mean um i would go hiromo though uh they're cute i mean they're i mean listen if you collect these kind of things uh i guess um, i mean do you have any idea how much these things cost
1: uh i don't did it sell on that picture i sent uh nope. no it's just, a,
2: just a, it's just a picture no uh, no how disappointing okay well i'll tell you when i go
1: to osaka in the summer i'll try and get one
2: all right that that sounds like a plan
1: um get the haroma one that's the one that i would go
2: with all right starting off hot <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, staying with the marketing and money making, uh, live from Karakuen, today at 11am, Karakuen Hall, was the NJPW 2020 University Class Recruitment Fair. So there was some seminars going on, presentations, a couple of matches, a few interesting things that I took away from this. First was the demographics of New Japan audience members. Male to female to children. So male fifty percent, female forty percent, children ten percent. I know I have touched on this before in the past. Does that surprise you? The the high percentage of women who come to these shows, given that it's only male wrestlers.
2: Um, I'm going to be truthful. I don't know how they know. I mean, are these fan club members? Are these like are these numbers just overall attendance? Like, I just don't know how they would know
1: that. Are they counting people in the crowd? Are they, like... Well, presumably when you buy a ticket, yeah. when I, I when I bought my Dominion ticket, you fill in a little survey, you know, you put your name, your gender, your address, and yeah, that's... Oh, really? I'm guessing that's how they do it. I've never in the my history of buying a
2: ticket, aside from them having my name, have have I had any type of gender identification when I bought a ticket for anything. So you had to fill out, you had to, or 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 I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I speculate. Yeah, I mean, again, if if it's fan club, maybe there's a checkbox for that. If it's, um,
1: but I've never had, I've never bought a ticket and been like, okay. Let's just assume that that statistic is legit. What? What do you make of it? Hmm. I mean, it's a good thing.
2: Right, I like the fact that 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 um, females can feel comfortable at a pro wrestling event. That's 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 the that's a positive. I think it's an untapped demographic. Um, traditionally, right, it's always been skewed male. Um, what was it? What did you say fifty four? It's almost 50, It's in the middle. They have to find something that's that's attractive to them, and I don't mean sexually. I mean, you know, oh, this is cool. I, I like I like what I see. There's got to be some something that makes that connection that 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 wasn't there before. Um, if that storyline, if that's uh, the wrestlers that they have hired and and the the look and the feel of the promotion, I. That, that that's a that's positive because you you know it's half I mean right it's half so yeah that that's a good thing I I what, what do I make of it Do I believe they're real I I mean I don't know I don't, I'd love to see the data source that they're pulling these numbers from but yeah I
1: mean there's nothing negative I can think about it Why there wouldn't be No I love it oh, Well I I think what would be an interesting comparison would be with other wrestling companies in Japan, do they have similar demographics? Is it just that in Japan, more women go and watch pro wrestling than they do in other countries? They do. But, uh, I, I without well, being able to see.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've been the well, you've been to Cork and for, for Dash. But even when I go for, for Noah, even though, you know, when I would be there, attendance wouldn't be as, you know, crammed in as the New Japan shows. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think like if there like is big Japan. Big Japan had women, um, in the audience. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, maybe it's just a little bit more widely accepted. But here's the thing that the tide is turning here too. Like I go to Ring of Honor shows and it feels you know it may not be 50-50, but it's I would say at least thirty. Right, I, I, and and that's better than the single digits that it was when
1: I was growing up. That's for fucking sure. Um, so maybe then here's another theory that it's because the environment for wrestling shows is more welcoming uh, uh, than it is in the West. I, for the wrestling shows that I've been to in Japan, very very few, admittedly, but you don't get the kind of obnoxious, drunk, uh, abusive wrestling fans that. I have seen going to shows elsewhere. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um,
2: there is a certain level of, uh, you know, maturity, you know, in in the way that they just conduct themselves, right? Um, I mean, like, like there are that rare exception. I mean, the rare exception. The like guy we were at in one time, and this guy was just completely bombed. In the lobby, Japanese guy, and he was just shocked that you know a bunch of Americans were there, and he was friendly, but he was, you know, he was fucking ripped. Um, And that was really the only time ever at a at a pro wrestling show where it was like you know drunkenness was shown in Japan. I'm sure they get drunk, but you know, it wasn't crazy. Um, Yeah, there's just a certain level of that. So maybe they just know how to keep their shit together. I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, it's it's it. Obviously, they feel safe, and it's a it's a more accepted. A hobby um, but again I think the tide is turning in in the West as well so um, I I don't know fifty percent seems high but okay cool if it is that that's that's great
1: okay the second question I wanted to ask was about this chart which they displayed at this show they were doing it's a little bit unclear and I'm not sure how reliable it is but it shows profits and sales since the early 80s so I've got it open in front of me do you, you know the one I'm looking yeah, at? yeah 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 and the first part is the golden era mm-hmm. and then the second part is the black era the dark era mm-hmm. and then the last part is the Bushiroad era so what you can see golden era is going up steadily and then in the, the dark era it just kind of plummets and this is early 2000s. So, Enochism. <laughs> and then, to around 2010, there's a big upward traje- trajectory. And, according to this, 2018 was a record year for both sales and profits. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you
2: figure that there. Their profitability was based off of, and, and still to a very large degree, it is still based off of live events. But that tide is changing, and they have other revenue streams. The most obvious one being New Japan World. Um, but even you know overseas, and again, uh, you have to take into consideration how much it costs to run a show coming from Japan to here and, and what expenses that entails. But you know they're running shows in the States that they never ran before. Um, and especially that first show in, in Long Beach, if that's in the, in any indication of, of sales of t-shirts and, 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 gimmicks and such, that line was long that line, you know, you had to get in line early because if you didn't, you're missing two or three matches of the show. Line was huge. I'd be curious as to know what the, uh, per head was, um, for merchandise on that show. That was, that had to be pretty high. But yeah, there's other revenue streams. I think the one takeaway, though, that I have from this chart is it really this whole presentation that that I've seen so far. It really looks like it's made on a
1: 1990s version of PowerPoint. <laughs> it is, these graphics are. T- it's funny, isn't it, for a country that it, you know people associate with cutting-edge technology, for stuff like this, you know, website design, the functionality of New Japan World, they just light years behind the rest of the world it seems it really is I, I i swear to you like
2: i really don't think they have any concept of uh search engine optimization i think they have no like i mean the, the, i'm looking at the one graphic the one with the uh stacked coins the stacked yen right the 500 coins and it's like it's literally made in it feels like or it feels like it's made in Like, word. It's just terrible. Like, the bottom of the graphic is just cut flat. right across. And it's coined, so they have to be rounded. Like, there's no uh, Photoshop skills here whatsoever. Uh, And then other slides where it's like they're looking at how do we grow. Um, And there's this, it's like, you know, four boxes. Um, And the upper right hand is like every... Uh, social media icon you can think of and it, it really feels like you know, a presentation that you would get from some 40 year old salesperson uh, in 1997 <laughs> that's the way it looks terrible terrible
1: Cities. <laughs>
2: right right like just terrible um they just they just i don't know that right to a to a country that that the general perception is bullet trains and modern and uh, that that toilets to, that, right the toilets are unbelievable right like the advances in, in something as simple as a toilet are you know yet the websites and the you know just the mul- the digital multimedia just seems so
1: 1997 it's unreal well let's stick with the business aspects of things and talk about ticket sales so royal quest tickets this is the event in the uk in the copper box went on sale and apparently they sold 4500 after the pre-sale sold another 300 the following two days after going on sale officially so uh if i'm correct that means that let me just check yeah request is over 60 percent sold so far and from what I understands companies very very happy with sales sure so thoughts on that
2: uh absolutely a positive right um uh, and, and it helps being in London right because uh you know London's a hot hot little town for pro wrestling right now right and maybe you've heard of London I don't know it's, just, it's on the map over there in Europe uh yeah, it's a, it's that they did a, a nice job there. So there's a there is a rabid fan base for pro wrestling. Um this is their first pure 100% New Japan show. Um so there is excitement with that. I mean, they've run in in conjunction with Rev Pro in the past, but this is, you know, this is a New Japan show and they get their first one um in a building that uh can support and I think uh, you know, that's that's probably you know, about the right size. And I know that they're gun for a hundred percent sell out, and I think that it will as more people get announced. And I know uh we had said first, let's be honest here, we had said first that there would be a fourth name that was to be announced. Um there is speculation that it is Kota Ibushi. Um so, I mean, that's an exciting development if that does come to pass. And look, you know, that's it's it's that's a win, right? That's a solid win for New Japan and the team that's marketing that show in the UK. Now, I don't know if they have billboards. I don't know if they have radio spots. I don't know if they have uh, adverts anywhere else. But whatever they did worked in that market specific to that show. So hats off to them. Good job by them.
1: A couple of questions about Royal Quest. Paul says, if Royal Quest sells well, what are the chances of any sort of title defenses or changes on the show? And Rob says, what do you make of this statement about Royal Quest? So this is uh, quotes from the... I believe it was the advertising for the show. Our summer tournament, the G1 climax is the biggest wrestling tournament in the world. Since our event in the Olympic Park is just after it, the stakes will be higher than ever. So what would you read into that in terms of you know what kind of main event, what championship's being defended? You know, how how high would they go for a show like this? I think they they're going to go high. I think this is going this is not going to be
2: a uh nonsense, you know, you know, five stops, ten man tag, yeah, well, see, right, elimination match. Right. Maybe. This is not going to be like a Ring of Honor tour where they bring over a handful of people. Um, this is not going to be, even though a lot of these shows were really great. It's not. This is not going to be a Rev Pro show. Right? It's going to be a New Japan show. Um, and you're right. They're, they're going to bring over talent. Yes, there is going to be. Uh, title defenses. Now, whether that's going to be an Intercontinental title defense or a heavyweight title defense,
1: I think... Yeah, no, this is what I'm asking you, David. Do you think Super J-Cast, go to your head, yeah. we will get an IWGP heavyweight title defense at Royal Quest? Yes. Yes. I do. Yeah, I think if you're going to do it at Destruction, which is uh, with respect, it's not the biggest show in the world. Well, what was it last year? Was it Destruction in Hiroshima, where they did the omega versus ishii match yep and kobe I was you certainly have
2: one in london yeah and kobe was what um you know that's well that's where the turn occurred right uh ghetto's turn uh, and Jay White. that was that was destruction and kobe wasn't um yeah i i think i think absolutely you do it why 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 wouldn't you i, I mean all signs point to yes do it don't be cowards
1: Right, I've got to research it now because that's going to bother me because I need to know exactly what the main events were for these three destruction shows (laughs) because otherwise I'm going to get loads of people saying, oh, Joel, you got something wrong. Okay, so destruction in Hiroshima. Yes, that was Omega vs Ishii. I was correct. There you go. There we go. I win. Um, All right, so very good news from Royal Quest. So good job to the team in charge of that. G1 Dallas, which is a different team. It is a different team. To our understanding. Yep, it is a different team. They sold, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, 1800 after two days, which is far below what I think they and a lot of us were expecting, considering that this venue was originally speculated to be, what, $20,000?
2: Yeah, at least seventeen dollars It's an a NBA, NHL arena. I mean, it's a legitimate big boy stadium.
1: So there's a few issues here. The price point from... What I understand cheaper seats were $55, which is pretty high. The Elite have gone. No Young Bucks, no Kenny Omega, Jericho, people like that. Maybe a bit of distrust about who's actually going to turn up to these shows after what happened with The New Beginning in the USA. Not very much local promotion for the show. I've seen very little stuff compared to Royal Quest. I've, you know, When I go online, Royal Quest has been everywhere. But this G1 Dallas stuff, not really seen much of it. Just barely mentioned on commentary and it just seems a relative lack of hype compared to the london show so yeah what do you reckon so so what so well questions like what do you think tickets are going to move when the lineup is announced Mm -hmm. and what what were they thinking here i mean maybe they were looking at the cow palace show which sold what around six thousand. maybe they thought that was like the baseline for selling tickets in the USA. But it doesn't look like that's happening. Okay, the- That would explain the high price point. Yeah. I think just by looking at the seating chart, they had the possibility, or still have the possibility, of opening up seats if it does well. But there's a number of factors there. How significant do you think each of those factors were? I think they all played
2: a part, right? I think they all, every one of them played a part. Look, when I went online, I bought a ticket. I, 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 have a, I have a ticket to the show. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get there. I have a ticket to the show. Um, I was, you know, when you get your pre-ticket buying jitters and you got your finger on the trigger of your mouse and you're just, you know, hoping and praying that you can get in that Ticketmaster queue and get in there and get, grab a ticket. It was easy peasy. Like, as an example... When I went to buy uh, the NXT tickets that we're going to in just a handful of week, you know, like two weeks, sorry, Um, You would go into the site and you would have the seating chart and they had these little blue dots for the seats and you click on them. And every time I clicked on a set of seats to buy, it would kind of go through the little wheel grind and then pop up. Uh, those seats have been taken, pick again. And then you would do that and continue to do that until I was in the very top row. That didn't happen here. I was like, I, I could have gotten second row. I could have gotten second row hours after the show went on sale. Those they're five hundred dollar tickets. Now, five as I had said before, five hundred dollar ticket. Five hundred dollar tickets doesn't mean you're paying five hundred dollars. You're paying five hundred dollars plus. The Ticketmaster fist in the ass fees that they love to give. So in in reality, you're paying close to six hundred dollars a ticket. Joe, I got to be honest with you. Aside from the Smiths reforming and maybe Oasis, there ain't nothing. I'm paying, and they better be a double bill, by the way. Hey, no, and they better and, and 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 they better perform every song that I love. I ain't paid six hundred dollars for Jack all nothing. Six hundred bucks. Would you pay $600 for any pro wrestling show, Joel? Uh
1: no, and especially when you compare it to shows that I've been to in recent years, like a Wrestle Kingdom and a Dominion, which Bell to Bell are, you know, that's the best quality wrestling show you're going to get these days, and the cost of those tickets was a fraction of that. You know, we're talking $100 tops for something like that. So the
2: Golden Circle for Wrestle Kingdom is like $500. Right? that's, that's I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they're like 500 bucks. They may have gone up the past year. I don't know, because I, I wasn't involved in the ticket buying process this year because I wasn't going. Um, but I, I think it may have gone up to maybe $600 a ticket, maybe. Uh, anywho, again, uh, ticket prices were insane. Um, first level seats, you know, so the equivalent, you know, first level seats were like, uh, you know, I'm at the very top of the first level. It was 100 bucks 100 bucks um, as you got down that section it was like 135 bucks the floor seats around ringside 500 300 bucks and again not including fees so again ridiculous prices um, the second thing is is that they didn't even open up all the seats it's not like you could sit anywhere in the arena it was you have the ring in the center you had the floor and then you had three sections. Right. That were that would be like the like if you just went from the top of the arena down to the middle of the ring and then up that that, those middle three sections were the only ones that were available to buy both the second level and the first level and the floor, Um, the floor. You had the ramp area. So you had pretty much the entire floor that you could buy. Uh, But the first level seats were just that just those three middle sections you did not have access to buy all the tickets or, you know, availability everywhere in the arena. Which, again, kind of speaks to they they might not have expected the demand to happen, um, which is disappointing. When you consider, you know, I hate to bring up the name, but, you know, All Elite sells out in 20 minutes. Sells out a building of that size in 20 minutes or probably less, right? That's that's discouraging. That's not good. It's it's you know you look right now on Ticketmaster and there are pockets you could buy in a row, and 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 bring a pillow and a blanket and and take a nap, in the amount of seats that are available. It's not good. And again, those are the only seats that are made available. They are going to tarp off sections like like no one's business. So it was to me it was a, it was a huge failure it was a huge loss a big fat l and and there's no way to sugarcoat it and there's no way to dance around it it's a loss they had look they had to anticipate the fact that a lot of people that were once Kenny Omega fans and elite fans and cody fans and all that you know weren't buying tickets to this They did a poor job marketing it. They really did. They did a poor job marketing it. Nowhere was there, you know. I heard no one tell me any radio spots, billboards, advert, anything. It was, hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna do G1, and again, there's no announcement of talent. Now, again, if you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know that G1 means, you know, the, the big boys are coming to town. But the way that they have have used the marketing of G1. There are people that have no idea what, what actually is going to happen in in Dow. How many questions do we get all the time, Joel, of is this going to be a G1 show? Is this a G1? What are we going to get in the G1? Is this a special? Like the, you know, G1 has been used in every, and I put in air quotes, big show New Japan has had here in the United States. Nobody, you know, you you gotta really pay attention to be like oh this is a real G one show like a legitimate start of G one because you wouldn't know it anywhere else and I'm gonna say this and this is just a, a a small survey all elite bucks omega they do a wonderful job of marketing their brand of pro wrestling and and we open the show with it. To a, to a demographic where pro-wrestling can grow, right? They do a great job with that. New Japan doesn't. New Japan just doesn't do a good job at that. You know, you're not going to... I have friends that love pro-wrestling, right? And they love pro-wrestling for different reasons than maybe I love pro-wrestling. So they're going to have their best friend's T-shirt, and they're going to have their... Dalton Castle T-shirt, and they're going to have their Kenny Omega and their Elite T-shirts, right? I know, I know, the, I know, I know people that are like that, and they know New Japan. But if I go up to them and say, "Hey, G One," they might be like, ah, "I'm not really sure what that is. I'm not really sure." And there's plenty of them. There are pl- there are more of them. It feels like than there are of yeah, uh, fucking Chono won more G ones than they-. you know what I mean. There's more people like that. It's just the way it is. And the Bucks and, and, and all of you are smart. And they took advantage of that. And they market to that audience. Because that's the market that can grow. New Japan did a poor job on this one, man. I can't, I can't spin it any other way. And they got to learn from their mistakes. But it's going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard to do. Because even though the momentum that they had for selling out Madison Square Garden. And they can walk into a boardroom. And they can say, hey, we're, we're, we're a brand that just sold out Madison Square Garden in 20, 20 minutes. Okay, what else have you done? Well, we've done American Airlines Arena, and we sold 1,500 tickets the first day. Oh, okay. Uh, we, got, we got a smaller arena. You want to you go in there? <laughs> right? And I'm sure they got a good deal on the rent, right? I'm sure you know access and all that. I hope they did. Because if not, this is going to be a fucking loss. Uh, this is this is just not a good look any way, any way you slice it and any way you dice it.
1: The Real Four Note asks, will NJPW announce the blocks and G1 schedule earlier this year to help boost struggling ticket sales, confirming that we're getting a true G1 card with one or two marquee matches? Maybe a Tanahashi Okada should move a lot of tickets. So do you think once they do announce the blocks and tell people what matches they're getting, do you expect this to get close to that 6,000? I think it'll, we'll see a bump, right? I, I, I think we'll see a bump.
2: But I don't think it's going to be what people originally, when they announced Dallas at the Tokyo Dome, we all were excited and we all were pumped. I don't think this is going to turn out the way we thought it was going to turn out. No, I don't. I, I don't. Unless there's a huge marketing push and these matches are the sexiest matches you could have in a New Japan ring. No, I don't. It's, it's, you don't recover from $1,500 $1, 1, ticket sales in, 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 in the first two days. You just don't. Sorry. It's, it, it, how do you recover from that? And the... And, and the l- I'll tell you how. Okay,
1: tell me how. Get Kenny Omega on oh, the phone. Oh, no. Stick him in the G1. I can't say you're
2: wrong. I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong, because you, you aren't. You pick up the phone and make that phone call. That'll move tickets. It will. I don't think they do it. I don't think either one's interested. I think I think New Japan has set a course to to move on, and here's the thing: I don't think Kenny is interested in it. I think I think right now, as we record, I don't think that's on the table. They would be silly not to at least have that discussion. I really I really feel that way. Um, they 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 need something to 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 kickstart some life into this. That's one way to do it, it I mean it, it is and here's the thing you know, it's not like the door isn't open right to that people have pointed out that Kenny's still on their website right uh, people have pointed out that Kenny has said hey you know the door is still open I can go there at any time if I wanted to um what do they have a Jacksonville date around that time or a tentative Jack- Jacksonville date around that time um, but I, I don't think it's the exact same time. Can it be done? Yes, it can be done. Does it, do both sides want it to happen? I think this is going to be the, you know, two o'clock in the morning, I'm lonely type of phone call. I'm going to say it doesn't happen, but you know, if you want to move tickets, you do have a point, you You do have a point. Joel. You do
1: have a point couple more questions on this. Go Ace underscore O nine 9 says, of all places, why Dallas to kick off the G1? So I'm not as au fait with uh, US geography as you are. So why do you think they picked Dallas? And do you think it was a mistake to go there? Yes, I think it was a mistake to go there. Um, and listen, if
2: I'm partial, I think the East Coast uh, is is where they should have gone. Um, now, geographically, Philadelphia or New York, I mean, you can make the argument, well, you, you just ran that market Madison Square Garden, um, but I th- I still think it could have done well. Wells Fargo Center, um, it could have done well in in Washington, a- anywhere around there. I think you you would have a hotter market. I don't. I, they, I think they picked Dallas for two reasons. One, and I don't know this for one hundred percent, but there has been plenty of speculation. Um, Access TV doesn't own that arena, right? Let, let's let's also make it – I believe the city of Dallas owns that 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 arena. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm sure I'm hoping that they got a decent deal on that arena or something to to that effect. Um, two, it is a a international hub, right? So so flights will fly right there from Japan, and they don't have to go m- get another connecting flight, right? So it's just a one shot uh, for a lot of flights. Like when you come back from the state to the states, you're either going to there's one of a couple of places you can go to Los Angeles, Dallas, Detroit, um, New York. But those are seem to be the major stops. Atlanta, um, those are major stops. So it's not like, you know, you have to take another connecting flight.
1: That's it, though. Uh, that's it. Another question here is there something that you touched on? Andrew says, agree or disagree, most US fans are more into the idea of anti-WWE than pro-New Japan. Now that All Elite Wrestling is starting, that is the new anti-Fed company, and New Japan has surplus to requirements, i.e. they were never going to be long-term fans. Ticket sales are reflecting that. So do you think this is anti-WWE, or is this people who genuinely love what All Elite are bringing to the table? Once again, both. Once again,
2: both. And I think you know, if you have the choice between spending your money on All Elite or spending your money on G1, and and again, you went over those ticket prices, right? I mean, and and right, what's sexier, going to Dallas or going to Las Vegas? Right? You got a
1: weekend. Where you going? Dallas or Las Vegas, Joel? Yeah, also, I think, aside from the sexiness of the venue, There's this thing that people talk about these days, FOMO, fear of missing out, where I think having um, All In doing as well as it did and the idea that these tickets are going to disappear super quickly has got people worked up in a frenzy where they they don't want to miss out on this. So there's just a whole lot of buzz around All Elite and their events that is missing from New Japan. And they are more... Even, and imagine saying this.
2: They don't have TV. They don't have, you know, they have social media. But they are
1: experts. Oh I, they, they got, what, what they do have is a, a card. They've got matches announced. Yeah.
2: yeah, they do. You're right. That That's 100% true. I don't see New Japan changing that philosophy, though. Like, they're going to announce the, the G1 participants, and they're going to announce the G1... Main events like they always do,
1: right? Um, to yeah, we're gonna have to wait till Kazuna Road. Yeah, that's why they usually do it. Yeah, Day, n- night one you get the twenty guys. Night two you know the blocks. Night three you know the schedule and what the main events are going to be. Yeah,
2: that's that's what it is. I hate to say it. I mean, that's what that's what we're looking at now. Is that a mistake? Do they do they break the way that they normally do things just to appease this audience? <sighs> How much is it worth to you? That's <laughs> really what it comes down to. How much much is that worth to you? You got to do it. And and to answer the question, are are, the disenfranchised WWE fans? Yeah, there's a ton of them. I mean, you know it. We get tons of people that, that start off, I used to watch this, but I found New Japan. And you go on Reddit and you see the same thing, the same comments. A lot of these people, though, are, you know, it's just a more... Easily digestible brand of people that they're familiar with and people that they can relate with and people that make their idea of pro wrestling fun. Fun were they always going to be that way? And not necessarily New Japan fans. They were just looking for a difference, and the people that they connected to were with the New Japan brand. Yeah, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Um, and again, they do a they do a. a uh so they they blow they blow everybody else out of the water when it comes to social media marketing um and yeah they have a they have an, a, a a lineup and and sexy main events and a sexy show at a sexy venue in a sexy city on a sexy weekend with sexy prices and all of that and guess what new japan has they're they're in the corner <laughs> you know doing what you know what they're you know <laughs> what i'm trying to say that's what that's what i'm saying right it's, it's it's that's 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 the perception that we got we're thumbs in our asses we got a thumbs in our asses when it comes to this man it's not a good look not a
1: fucking good look man well let's move on to discuss a show which has so well which is the Madison square garden show it's two weeks away as you said and we had a Ring of Honor anniversary show and a bit of fallout from that, which has got implications for the MSG card. So I'm going to go through a list of confirmed matches for MSG. And you can just quickly tell me, pants up or pants down, and then you give me your overall thoughts afterwards. So uh, pants up or pants down, IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, JY White versus New Japan Cup winner. Pants down, obviously. That's, a, that's the main event. that We're all excited for that. Pants down. IWGP Tag and ROH World Tag Championship match, Guerrillas of Destiny versus Villain Enterprises, Brody King and PCO. Something new. Um, pants.
2: I mean, truth be told, pants are up. But I'll go pants down. At least it's something new and fresh. Pants down.
1: So is, is that, are the pants further down than they would have been had it been the Briscoes? No. No. Probably higher up. More secure around the waistline.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> alright number
1: three IWGP Junior heavyweight championship match Taiji Ishimori versus Bandido versus Dragon League pants fucking down pants, that's going to be great again we, we, it would have been
2: great if it was a singles match but on paper that's going to be a fucking you know crazy match pants down
1: dark match on a rumble
2: they're fun Again, my biggest concern is, is how how much is that going to cut into our pre-gaming? That's, that's really my biggest concern. Um, uh, but they're fun. I'm sure we'll see some surprises. The the fact that they bring in a million people for WrestleCon weekend and all that, the, the surprises could happen and fun stuff
1: could happen. So, eh, pants down. Why not? So these matches are confirmed but not announced. ROH World Championship three-way ladder match, Jay Lethal versus Marty Skull versus Matt Taven. In a ladder match now, right? Okay. Yeah, did you hear they win an hour, Jay Lethal? I did. (laughs) I heard it was good. I haven't watched it, so I'm not going to shit on it. People said it's really good, so I will go and try and watch it if I I have a spare hour to kill. Right. But it's not something that excites me, I've got to be honest. No,
2: if somebody gave me the booking sheet and put that in front of me, I'd be like, you're going to do what with who? Uh, but good for them. If, hey, listen, if they pulled it off, great. Um, I I have not watched the match though, so I can't properly judge. Ladder match with Skrull, that might be good. I mean, look at a ladder match; you're going to see some crazy shit. You know, people falling off of shit—that's always fun, right? Come on. Um. Uh, I listen. I think it's, and I think it's better than the idea of. As weird as it sounds, because I just told you I prefer singles matches for titles, you know, that's better than Lethal and Taven, just a straight up match, right? Gives it a little bit more. Is up. it
1: better than just a, a three way non gibbit match? Like if it was Lethal Skull versus Taven, Lethal versus Skull versus Taven, normal triple threat match, or Lethal Skull Taven ladder match? You know, I, I'm kind of into the ladder match. Yeah. There's a, a little bit of me, you know, the kid in me who sat up watching. Well, like WrestleMania 17, seeing the TLC matches, all that crazy shit—that's that kind of digs this. Yeah, uh, trust me, there, the more people are going to be in that building, they're going to dig the idea of
2: seeing a ladder match live than the idea of just making a you know one-on-one title match. You know what I mean? Like the 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 sixteen thousand people, seventeen thousand people that will be in MSG are going to be pumped for that
1: to be a fucking ladder match. So I'm down. Listen, went
2: in Rome. Yeah,
1: if we're sitting there, got a few beers and us, you've got a buzz on yep. ladder match, you see some guys falling off of shit and going through <laughs> tables and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking down. Let's do it. All right. Never open weight an ROH TV Championship match, Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb. That could be good. That that could be really good. I think that will be great, actually. Um, yeah, me too. Especially seeing... You, you, we can see what Will Ospreay does when he's fighting against a big monster mm. with a lot of power and strength you look at the Lance Archer match which we're going to talk about later I think you're going to get something very similar with Jeff Cobb if not better so for me pants down pants down yeah definitely pants down yeah that could that that that's going to be
2: again I always complain give him, give him time I don't know how the hell you're going to do it but that's yeah, going to be good that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun one yeah pants down for that Dalton Castle versus Roosh here's here's the one positive that I will say oh, for the entire show and every match. You're going to have the Madison Square Garden magic where everyone's going to want to do so well. I mean, we're not wrestling in a fucking barn here. We're, we're wrestling in a building that every one of those guys hasn't, I can't say everyone hasn't wrestled. I, I don't think any of the two that we're talking about here have uh, in any capacity. Um, So there's excitement, and they're going to want to put on a performance. That being said, um, will this be good? I think it'll be good. I think it'll be at least good, right? Um, I I can't tell you my pants are off. I can't tell you my pants are down. This might be a beer match. I'm not going to lie. This might be where I get a run, uh, go for a run for beer.
1: Uh, I, no, pants are up. Okay. Speaking of beer matches, New York Street Fight, oh. Bully Ray versus To Be Decided. No, no. I mean, unless they bring out Morrissey <laughs> once again to be in the
2: street fight, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Here's a, here's the problem I'm having though. It, it does feel like there's a there's a lot of smoke and mirrors with some of these Ring of Honor matches, right? A lot of smoke and mirrors. um nah, I, I, no, uh, that's a. Uh, how about this? I'll, I'll buy I'll, I'll buy that round. <laughs> I'll buy that round, and I, and and here's the thing too. I, I think we're going to be in line for a while during that match. I think we're going to be in line for a while.
1: I would say. Just at this early stage, I think they're getting the balance right in towing that line between New Japan and ROH. I like the idea of having the more kind of pure wrestling matches on the New Japan side and then the sort of wacky gimmicked uh, crazy spot matches on the ROH side. So it's looking good so far, I would say. Yeah, uh, here's what I want and, and, and to, to today,
2: like in the next five minutes, announce Abushi Naito for that Intercontinental fucking title. And make that announcement now. We can we can do that. Both of them both of them are no longer in the cup. Make the fucking announcement. Don't be don't be a coward. Get some guts. Fucking make that announcement right now because uh we need we need to get some buzz back uh for this brand. So get so let's make that announcement right now.
1: Looking at that Jeff Cobb versus Osprey match, it does kind of spoil the fact that Osprey is not going to win the new Japan Cup. Do you think that would have annoyed New Japan top brass? Um, I mean if you if you look at how
2: tradition is and how they run the company, yeah, it does seem like uh something slipped through the cracks there. We'll we'll just call it that, right? Doesn't it? It
1: does seem that way. Yeah, that's how it looked to me anyway. Uh also there was a rumour from Dave Meltz who said that originally Tanahashi was going to be in a dream match, second from the top, but that it fell apart. Who do you think that would have been? Jericho? CM Punk! <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I
2: don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, Jericho? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you could speculate. You're, you're, I mean, you're looking at that avenue, right? You're looking at those those type of people that recently left. Um again you know I, I and you know we pretty much i don't say want to say we had uh look again i threw out the that name of punk and i know that there was interest from at least one side maybe not the other but i know there was interest on one side so so take it for what it's worth
1: okay um Oh, just a quick... No, you know, I'm going to mention that one later. Uh, let's get on to the New Japan Cup then. Uh, Brandy asks, are you excited for the Yoshihashi versus Colt Kibana Finals we're obviously getting?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're getting that. I think uh, take what you have there and flip it, reverse it. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, it is it is weird this, to, to even <laughs> have that question be possibility, right? Would you sitting here today uh on the eighteenth, would you have said, Yep, yeah, Colt is gonna be one of those final guys in the mix?
1: Woo wee.
2: Um
1: No, we're not getting we're but we're not getting that, but that's funny anyway. There was some good stuff on the undercard yesterday, which I, I've been skipping the undercard for the most part, but Yesterday, they had a six-man tag match with Taguchi, Okada, and Yoshihashi versus Goto, Osprey, and Ishii. And they had Taguchi, Okada, and Yoshihashi doing the Sushi Zanmai pose where they all go, Hey! But obviously, Goto was on the other team and then the camera zoomed into him on the outside and he, he was looking very upset. And then Goto's team were about to do the same thing, but then instead of going, Hey! Ishii went to chop Yoshihashi in the chest instead of doing the pose. It was really funny. It's definitely worth going out of your way to watch that. Um... JDM says hints at Goto's dissatisfaction and potential exit. Now, I know New Japan liked to leave the breadcrumbs, but probably not in this case. I think they were just going for a bit of light comedy there. Um, let's get into the New Japan Cup matches themselves, and we will start off with Chase Owens versus Yoshihashi. Now, we were very critical of Yoshihashi last week. Did he do anything for you here, Damon, that changed your mind?
2: I mean, he's, he's working hard. To answer the question, n- not really. I mean, he's he's everybody's working hard. Let's let's make that point clear. Except, except that <laughs> even though you know you know the the comedy people are going to yell and scream, they didn't work hard. Did Cabana and Yana work hard? I don't know if that's the case, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, no, I, I Yoshihashi's doing less for me every time I see him. I'm I'm going to be truthful really he really doesn't hit the mark for me and i don't know if it's post injury i mean everybody was excited when he came out of dash or at least when he was announced you know how they do the lineup at dash and it was like oh he's back all right cool maybe you know it's the same old yoshiashi yeah, it's hard to get excited over
1: that um okay so what did you think of the match then star ratings anything it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I was expecting a bit more from Yoshihashi given that he was going up in the previous round against a very immobile Manabu Nakanishi. So you couldn't really fault him for that because there's only so much you can do. With a guy like Chase Owens, it was just I don't know, it just seemed kind of perfunctory, really. Yeah. The you know the best thing about it was afterwards when Chase Owens was going backstage and he was sort of pretending that he was so dazed that he didn't know what happened. And he was saying, I won, I won. And then Yosu Tsuji said, no, you lose. Just like correcting him very calmly, very clearly, no, you were the loser there, which I thought was really funny. But you know, aside from that, it was... <laughs> that match we got last year by comparison where you know, New Japan Cup, Yoshihashi versus Ibushi. And I know Ibushi, Chase Owens are not the same thing, but Yoshihashi got that tap on the shoulder... Go out there. This is going to be a big singles match for this quarter. Do something great, and he did. They had a terrific match, but in this Nakanishi match, the Chase Owens match is just it's hand waving. Yeah, beige, very beige. Um, a, a, a beige pair
2: of khakis. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what do you what? I, what I, you know? Look, we we went on a rant about Sonata the the other day. Um. Very popular. We got a lot of feedback, both positive and negative. But um, I, you, I, to me, Yoshihashi's worse than that. You know, it's, what, like like you're at the point where you're just shoulder shrugging him. You know, he is what he is. That's fine. I feel bad for Chase. I would have. I would have loved to have seen Chase in this role. But um, baby steps with Chase, I guess. Right, baby steps. He's got his t- uh, title shot right around the corner for the U.S. title, which is nice. Um, look, it's it's Yoshihashi, man. It's hard to get excited at this point.
1: Yeah, that match, the US title challenge against Juicy Robinson was announced. That's going to be this Sunday for the new Japan cup final show. Were you at all surprised that that wasn't for MSG? I just think they can't squeeze it in. I mean, uh, uh,
2: there's, there's going to be, as we like to say, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Um, and a, a lot of it's on paper is going to be, when I say shit, I don't necessarily mean quality-wise. It's going to be good. But it's going to be a lot. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm not too surprised. I figured it would be like a, you know, one of those. I actually thought they were going to hold off till after G1, the, the G1 special, you know, the New York show. I thought it was going to be after that. So, I'm actually kind of, I'm more surprised that it's this early, to be truthful.
1: But um, I'm surprised they're doing it in Japan. Yeah, I thought that would be the perfect kind of match for one of these shows in the states. But yeah, yeah. what do we know? <laughs> Any chance of a title change there?
2: Mm, nah, not 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 now. I think Juice, Juice Juice needs to win this match. He needs to win. Somebody sent over a stat where it was like you know almost fifty percent. Right? Did you see that? wins and losses uh, yeah
1: Michael Hansen at Amazing Pseudo said 78 wins 80 losses since the start of 2018 yeah. for someone who I feel he feels like a star to me and I think there's a lot of upside a lot of potential that's not good yeah hey look you know if I'm Juice I might be complaining
2: a little bit about that I might, I might have a word or two with wh- whoever's making those decisions um, you know during the Davy Boy Smith camp <laughs> with the, with the uh, dissatisfaction of how they're being
1: handled so the main event of this show, this is, uh, I forgot to mention, Wednesday, March the 13th in Okayama, was the New Japan Cup second round match with Tomohiro Ishii defeating Taichi in 22 minutes with a vertical style brain buster. Now, I've spoken at length of my love for Holy Emperor Taichi. Damon, you've had your reservations about him, but I'm going to hand over to you here and you tell me your thoughts on this Ishii versus Taichi match, please. I thought it was great.
2: I thought it was great. And I texted you the second it was over. And I said, that was a fucking great match, right? And here's what I love about it. He, he being Taichi, fought. Like, he brought a fight. And he, uh, it it was, look, was there some nonsense with Ref Bond and all that? Yes, but that's him being dastardly. And I don't have a problem with that. I love the fact that he fought. Fought hard. That's, I, I think that's the biggest complaint is that he's he's and again this is him being a heel I mean, you know we talk about the heel work you know he's the he's the snickering smartass smiley guy that stands behind the two big brutes doing the heavy lifting right and that you know that and and the and the singing and the pomp and the circumstance and the whole you know cosplay thing I mean, you know. It's, it's not for everybody, not this match. I mean, you had all that, but you still had him fucking fighting, and that's what you wanted to see and that's and and to me that's what that's the difference maker that was the 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 thing that stood out most to me was the fact that Tai Chi brought the fight um to a guy who's notoriously known to bring the fight every single time,
1: yeah, I think where these matches are going to live or die, like if whether or not you enjoy them. One, you are always going to get the stalling and the shenanigans of the bullshit at the start. So it depends how much do you like the Tai Chi character? Like, do you enjoy watching that? Can you accept that as part of the match? And then are you going to get that big hot closing stretch at the end, which I think Tai Chi is more than capable of delivering here? And I would totally agree with you here. I thought these guys have brilliant chemistry. And yeah, I like the stuff like Tai Chi not using the iron fingers and that moment coming towards the end of the match where he picks up the microphone stand after the ref bump and Ishii's there screaming at me like, come on then, come on, hit me with a mic stand. And Taichi's like, oh, fuck you, I'm not going to do that and throws the mic stand away. The crowd just exploded and he went and kicked him in the face. That was awesome. It was so hot. And I think Chi has got every... He, Taichi's doing everything that Senada isn't doing. Yeah. He's got the acting, the facial expressions, he's projecting... The emotions, it's the, the matches, it's taking me on a little emotional journey. It's like a little story within it. Uh, I love when Ishii started doing the Kawada kicks and that just really pissed off Taichi. Uh, I can't remember who said it, I apologise, but like, I've got a quote here. This is like Tenryu's bastard versus Kawada's moody stepdaughter. Because <laughs> obviously you got the links with Ishii and Tenryu and Kawada and Taichi. And they were playing up that quite heavily. And I just like the way... Like I was saying earlier, you have Tai Chi doing this sort of stalling, sleazy heel bullshit, but then he flicks that switch and he's dangerous. T. And I just, I really like the juxtaposition between those two personas. Like, who'd have thought we'd see Tai Chi no selling a pile driver right. when he just popped up after that and started screaming? That was brilliant. And you notice the Taichi Chi chants in the crowd getting louder mm-hmm. and the Tai Chi go home chants and getting smaller and smaller. It sounded like it was almost just one woman by herself. Chanting Taichi, go home. What do you think now, David? in G one, yes or no? Oh, he's in. I think it's a definite. He's in. I would. And how do you feel about that? I mean, how do you not put him in?
2: How do you not put him? I, mean, let's, if you, I don't think you're going to always get a performance like you saw against Ishii. right? I, I don't. I don't. And I think we're all, we're grading on a Taichi curve here. Let's let's be truthful here too, right? We're thrilled, and we're doing we're doing cartwheels here over you know a performance where you know the next time we see him in a singles match at a big spot, we might
1: get you know cartwheel deathmatch type performance. Uh, yeah, Ishii's fucking awesome. Like we have to say that he, yeah. he, it's very difficult to have a bad match with Ishii. Right. I mean, again, I, you know, I I I highly doubt that in G
2: one we're gonna see. Eight matches like that from Tai Chi, I'd be shocked. But if if I'm if I, if we're talking about this particular match and this particular performance, best Tai Chi performance you've seen ever? I'm going, yeah,
1: yeah, me too. I think this is this is going to be it's in my top ten match of the year so far. I know you did you did put it in there. I liked it a lot.
2: I don't know if I'm going top ten performance of, of 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 New Japan matches or New Japan or or everything. Every every promotion.
1: Everything. No, nah, it's not like that. And obviously it's because I've got emotional investment in it. I love Ishii. I love Tai Chi. I really like the story they told. So I'm not, you know, gonna come out here and try and say it was like a master class that everyone should have in their top ten, but for me or, on a personal level, I loved it. Top three New Japan matches this year? Uh, I can tell you my top 10.
0: Ooh.
1: I have got number one is still Omega Tanahashi. Yeah. Number two, Jericho Naito. Yeah. Number three, Ishii versus Taichi. It's my Ooh, third wow. favorite match of the year. Then we going Pat Casey, Okada versus Jay White, Jay White versus Will Ospreay, Naito versus Ibushi, uh, Masashi Takeda versus Toshiyuki Sakura, Jordan Devlin versus David Starr, and Ishimori versus Liger. And that is my top 10. Wow. Number three. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's. A- I was jumping out of my chair. I oh, Loved it. Yeah. I don't know if it's in my top
2: ten matches of the year. I don't know if I'm going that high. I, I, you know, I'm going to be truthful. I, I probably put it in my top twenty. I mean, that's a compliment. That's a, that's a fucking compliment.
1: He's okay. Can I ask 20. you a, a cheeky question? Yeah. Was it better than Sanada's matches so far in? This this year, yes, yes, and I know people okay. are are are. I saw
2: some of our Discord people that were uh, oh, they're mad, they're really upset with us. They? they are a little upset, but I, I
1: I'm I'm
2: going to speak from the heart. We,
1: yeah, we got to be honest. Yeah, we we're, we're not here to you know try and cater, tow to people, and say things that we think are going to please you. We, we call it like it is. We're edgy. <laughs> We're, we're, we're like scene kids um you know, i don't mean? i think i think you're starting to like taichi oh and i know you said that i was nuts last week about the honma taichi match being good but let me ask you this just give me a straight answer that you don't need to elaborate how many times altogether have you watched that Chi honma match
2: oh <laughs> um okay i
1: understand um three three times N- need I say more? Yeah. Let's move on to the next <laughs> <laughs> next you match fucking, then. So, uh, fucking, Thursday, March... All right. What? Is, what, what could the, facts, it's a fact. It is. Can't argue with that. All right, all right. Thursday, March the 14th in the in Nara. And we have got New Japan Cup match. Uh, Will Ospreay defeating Lance Archer in 18 minutes with a Stormbreaker. Oh, ah, yeah. I love this match. I thought this was bloody brilliant. Yep. It was like something out of a Marvel film. Yep. It was... Honestly, it's one of the best big man, I say little man, I mean Ospreay's huge, but I, t- the way it was worked, big man, little man matches that I've seen for ages. Will Ospreay he made Lance Archer look like an absolute monster, He was flying around for him everywhere. And Lance Archer he looked like a horror movie villain, it was like Jason Voorhees or something. There was one spot at the beginning where he had Ospreay by the throat and lifted him up, pressed up against the ring post. He looked like he was about to burst his head like a waterman, like the, the, the mountain against the, the red viper in Game of Thrones. And also, on the other side, I thought Lance Archer made Osprey look equally good. We even had Ospreay kicking out of the blackout, which I think is the first person to do that. Of course, Will Ospreay, he works at in insane pace. His timing, his athleticism, top, top draw. But Lance Archer, he was with him every step of the way. He didn't miss a beat. And for a man of Archer's size to be doing things like Spanish fly is remarkable to me. So... Archer, very much like Jeff Cobb, is a guy who's at his best with a, a smaller, more athletic opponent. You know, you can cast your mind back to that brilliant tag match they had at Wrestle Kingdom 12 with LIJ. And I think a lot of that was down to the dynamics between Archer and Sanada, who again is a, a smaller, more athletic guy who can sort of fly and bump around for, for a big fella. Just that moment in this match where Osprey dodged the pounce and then he got hit by it during the Ozcutter. Oh, I'm doing a chef's kiss Mwah. Yeah. great story Osprey. he was trying to figure out a way to get Archer up for the Stormbreaker because he was so heavy but then managing to do it following the cheeky Nando's kick when Archer went up for the top rope and I know I've seen the spot where Archer's going for the blackout Osprey lands on his feet and then he does the Robinson special and Lance Archer is kneeling there not doing anything it does look silly and after I watched it I thought ugh Know, something that is hard to forget. But quite clearly what happened was Lance Archer's control pad got disconnected. So let's give him some slack here. <laughs> I love it.
2: Joe, I thought this match was, was was again, I think you said it, modern day, big man, small man match. Um, let's talk Lance Archer, shall we? What do we need to do to put him in a more prominent singles role? Um that, Both of them, him and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I, I mean, I can I could but here's a problem. I can only go by what we see, right? And unfortunately, Davy Boy Smith's not really getting those opportunities. Uh Lance got an, an opportunity. He, he was complaining about it on Twitter. Did you see that? I did see that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He mm. was, he's an unhappy camper, that's for sure. Um He's been listening to the Super J Cost. I think so. Um Lance I uh, let it be known that that was a that was a that was a real good job by him. Um, again, all his power moves. Um, but even like I said, the, the, and like you said, the speed and the timing and the ability to kind of keep up with Will on a lot of these crazier spots. Um, no, this is this was one of my favorite matches of the tournament. Um, Will was great as well. Will was great as well. I don't I don't understand how in today in in two thousand and nineteen people can can still to this day hand wave Will Ospreay. I don't I don't know I I really think a lot of the the, the gripes with Will are nitpicky things. They're not things that that ever get on my nerves or, or make me or take me out of a match. Uh, and it was this is across the board too i think the general consensus across everywhere that i've looked and everything that i've seen puts this match well high on the new japan cup matches uh, for this year fun exciting never boring never dull innovative spots innovative big man small man spots um I thought Lance Archer was great in his role, and I thought Will was great in his role. Um, I'm 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 well over four, and I'm pr- I'm probably touching at least four and a half on this one. This this was this was super fun, and to me, one of those matches where you're singling out and you got to go out of your way to watch.
1: And I think a low key aspect of it that I enjoyed is Lance Archer getting a, a bigger. Tramp stamp to cover the tramp stamp that he already had there before. He's a very religious. I think he person. should be in the G one. He's
2: very. I think there is a yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there was a, a, a very uh, religious type uh, piece that he had done back there. So, um it, but here's the thing too. I think he something about him. I don't know if he lost weight. I don't know if he trimmed down. I don't know what it is. He he looks good. He looks good. And this is a guy that came off pretty some pretty major back surgery, too. Let's keep that in mind. Let's keep that in the back of our heads. He's doing all this coming off. I mean, it, 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 he's a bit removed from, the, from it, mind you. But um, he, he was on the shelf for a long time, right? Remember that? Um, so good for him. I'm glad to see him come back and do so well. So uh, hats off, Lance Archer. Hats off. Do you think he should be in the G1? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, me too. I, and, I, and, and it won't happen he should be New Japan's big man he should be that dominant Fale big man it's not gonna happen
1: yeah he yeah he is what Fale should be but isn't right yep and uh, yeah like we were saying before I think Killer Elite Squad are really underused and what they should do is just get rid of the junior tag division just have the tag division because can you imagine something like Killer Elite Squad against Roppongi 3K that'd be fucking awesome yep but we're not going to get that. Anyway, let's move on to the main event of the show, which was got Kazuchika of defeating Mikey Nichols in 17 minutes with the Rainmaker. So my acid test for getting over your wrestling character is the elevator pitch. Can you describe in a sentence or two the character of Mikey Nichols? Who is Mikey Nichols? Um.
2: <laughs> Graham... <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem, isn't it?
1: All I can tell you is that he was very, very angry for some reason. I don't know why he was angry with Okada because Okada brought him into chaos. (laughs) So he he was just—he was mad. He was not having it. He was chopping poor Okada so hard that he made him bleed. After Elgin had made hamburger out of Okada's chest in the previous round, he he was good. The match was good, but when it came to the more athletic bits, like the closing stretch, he was a clear step behind Okada. can't go at that top pace to be doing all the you know the counters and the reversals and that stuff and he's not connecting with the audience yeah uh, to me it's he just looks like a guy who uh, a tag team wrestler who's waiting for his partner to show up
2: yeah I, I hate to be that guy but yeah it's 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 a tough spot to be in right it's that well, that would be his second new japan match this go round um so the yeah the crowd's going to have a tough time making making a connection um, I mean, you're in there with Okada, though, right? You're in there with Okada. I can't say that there is a ton of memorable moments so far.
1: Right, let's let's say it like it is. Right, Bad Luck Fale had a better match with Okada than Mikey Nichols did. Now, is
2: that because of the fact that Fale is an established character and an established person in New Japan? You you know what you're getting, and I, yes, and I, definitely. Right, And I think the hype, like right now, the performance hasn't lived up to, and again, I put hype in, in air quotes when it comes to Mikey Nichols. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting a little bit more. And again, it's a tough spot to be in. Your second match in the company, you know, nobody knows a lot about you. It's hard. It is hard. And he did okay. I mean, he didn't do bad. It's a tough spot to be in. And I don't want to make excuses. But there's there's not a lot that's going to be memorable from this run, that's for
1: sure. We had a question about Mikey Nichols. Uh, RBX2000 says, considering how weird Nichols' run has been so far in NJPW, uh, what do you make of my theory that he was drafted in as a last-minute replacement for Beretta after he left them in the Lurch on the U.S. tour? Those matches seem to make much more sense for Trent. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are like to speculate, you know, that's
2: the spot that that person was supposed to have. And that's the spot that that person was supposed to have. I'm not going to say no, I'm not going to say that's, you know, let's put it this way. If, if Trent were still with the company, he'd be in New Japan cup, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I thought he would have been in the G1 had he not got injured. Right. So it's a safe assumption
2: that if 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 you believe that he books out ghetto books out you know months years in advance for what people tell um that that was the spot that he was supposed to have i mean it could very well be could very well be um i can only I can only say right now that and again let, let's we do need to pump the brakes a little bit, pump the brakes a little bit second match. Second match. Okay. Okay, New Japan Cup run. An okay New Japan Cup run.
1: Let's talk about Okada here. Do you think he's the likely winner of the Cup now that Ibushi's out? I think if you have money, you're put, you're putting it on
2: him at this point, right? And even from the beginning, it was, you know, you, you looked at the brackets and the one side was Okada and the other side was Ibushi. Um, and it really depended. And I said it when we were doing the picks. It depends on which, which side of the bracket you want to go with. Right, If you believe it's Ibushi or if you believe it's Okada. So, uh, yeah, I think um, with my money, I'm putting it on him.
1: Okay, question from Spicy Raj. He says, everyone joked about how Okada had the easiest route to the finals of the New Japan Cup. After watching his two matches with Michael Elgin and Mikey Nichols, what do you think? His chest has been torn apart. He's been pushed by both men physically. Will this play into a story to potentially have Okada get eliminated earlier than anticipated? I don't think he'll get eliminated, but I think it's doing well to add a sense of jeopardy and danger to his chances. And I don't think that was planned. I don't think he sat down with Elgin and Nichols and were like, hey, can you chop me in the chest until I'm bleeding? I think it was just something that happened organically. But uh, yeah, certainly I think it plays into the story. But I don't see uh, a surprise elimination from Okada now, especially now that Ibushi's gone out. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, who else, who would you put in that place in that main event at this point? For the final, yeah,
2: or, or for uh, MSG, and the MSG. I mean, you figure, I mean, one of those people have to headline MSG with Jay White.
1: I mean, who are you putting in there?
2: Um, and Ishii, really,
1: you want to do that?
2: I'm I, let's
1: listen. Ishii is like he, when you have a new guy winning the belt, Ishii is a nice, safe option for the first defense. They did it with Naito. Uh, they did it with Kenny. No, it was Kenny's second defense. But uh, you know, there is something to be said for having Ishii as a guy to help a new champion get over a hump. Not that I think there is a hump for Jake, work because I think he's brilliant. But the, the playbook's there. Let me ask you this:
2: What's going to be a better moment if we're if we're looking for a moment to close Madison Square Garden? Okada winning the title at Madison Square Garden. Holding that up. Cafetti flying. a whole nine yards. Or Jay White pinning Tomohiro Ishii.
1: Yeah, I've got to pick Okada. I was just playing Devil's Africa. I still think Okada's winning, but... You think he's winning the belt? Yeah. You think he's winning the title? Do you, think
2: do, do you think they'll do the old Naito cup of coffee with the, uh, the
1: IWGP title? Do you think we're going that route? I don't know. I'm totally 50/50 on it. I can see the merits of both sides. And again, I like the fact that I don't know. Okay. All right. I'm um, I'm 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 the every second that goes by
2: I'm leaning that way. Not going to lie. Every second I'm leaning that way.
1: We'll see. All right. Let's move on to the next day which was Saturday March the 16th in Caracol Hall and our New Japan Cup match was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Ryusuke Taguchi in 17 minutes with the Dragon Suplex uh, which was interesting that he got the win with the Dragon Suplex because Tatsumi Fujinami debuted his Dragon Suplex at Madison Square Garden and I enjoyed Tanahashi with his new hairdo, he looked like um, Rachel out of Friends Aww. aside from that, the, the, the match was okay it was it was pretty good, nothing special, I think you know both men have had better matches this year I don't really have too much to say about it. <laughs> I liked it.
2: I, I I actually really I enjoyed it. I liked the idea of uh, Taguchi being the junior, trying to get the win. Um, I'll tell you what. When he hit the dragon suplex, the first thought in my mind was, all right, well, you know, climb the ropes. And it looks like we're getting a high, f- high five. <laughs> and it never happened. We got a three count. I was like, whoa, okay. That's so we're going to end it.
1: I kind of like that, though. It's like he's fighting the junior. Yeah. And he was able to put away the junior with one of his secondary moves. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, I heard, uh, did you hear Chris Charlton's line of the, uh, was
1: it Ace versus Arse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what was something about screwing him in the arse?
2: Right. Right. I was
1: like, wow. Wait. Commentary's hard, isn't it, Dave? It really is hard. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I can't, you know. You know it's, uh, we certainly couldn't do that. No.
2: <laughs> Come on. Um, it's. Uh, it is hard. It is hard, but it's cute. I liked it. Um, uh, I don't think anybody expected Toguchi to get the win. I think that was the the biggest obstacle you had to overcome with this match was you know, you couldn't fathom Toguchi moving on and pinning Tanahashi. Um, you think Tanahashi's is going to have some struggles getting in the later rounds, or do you think do you think we'll see a final? of uh okada and tanahashi
1: i don't i think well we'll talk about that later i don't think that's what we're getting now. Right. when we come to the end of reviewing these matches we can go through the quarterfinals and the semifinals and see who we're picking to be in that cup final all right but i don't think it's going to be tanahashi
2: all right. Do I got to talk more about this match? or uh... <laughs> It was fine. It
1: was okay. okay, so my main event then was uh, Zack Sabre Jr. beating Kota Ibushi in 60 minutes with my favourite move Orienteer with Napalm Death which as I've told you a million times before from Stuart Lee bit which I was in the front row of so if you do a YouTube search for Orienteer with Napalm Death watch that Stuart Lee clip you can see me and my dad sitting in the front row there. Stuart Lee's great. One of my favourite comedians. Zack Sabre Jr. He's so fun to watch, Damon. Yep. Just, I, I love the, the creativity the fluidity of him chaining submissions together. It was a nice story to this match, of the, the kicks versus the grappling. It was like one of an, uh, those early UFC matches with, you know, striker versus grappler. Big shock here. Big shock with the result. A lot of people's brackets busted, mine included. Uh, another thing that I thought was remarkable about this, I thought it was just domination from Zach Sabre Jr. He seemed to have a counter for all of Ibushi's moves. He wasn't really in peril at any point. And the fact that he made him tap out was big. Compared to last year, where Ibushi just couldn't defend himself and the referee called it off, Ibushi quit this time. And I just a little thing, a touch that I love was ZSJ cheering at the end. He got up and was like, "Yeah!" And you, you never see wrestlers doing that after winning a match. And I want to see more of that. So, yeah, a, a shocking result, Damon. What you think of the match? Give me, give
2: me, give me, give me, uh, give me stars. Give me flakes.
1: Four. I went a little bit higher. Maybe four and a quarter. Yeah. I think I. I need to rewatch it. I think, yeah, four, four and a quarter. Yep. I love look. I, I wanted this
2: match from the jump, right? And I and I had my brackets kind kinda of leaning that way. Not kinda, of, definitely leaning that, that, that way, because I wanted this match. Um To me it and I and I can say this, I, I feel like I can say this for quite a few matches. Felt like there was stuff that was left in the tank, right? I don't want to say that they gave you everything that they possibly could. With that being said, and this is a complaint that some people have about Zach. But I actually think it's a positive and a plus, and it makes the match more interesting. Is that no matter what happens, you will wind up working a Zach Sabre Jr. type match. It's going to happen. I like that. I don't care if you're Nakanishi, I don't care if you're Abushi. I don't care if you're Yoshihashi, I don't care if you're Chase Owens. You're going to wind up working that style of match, and how are you going to counterbalance that with what you bring to the table? Two, I like the fact that he has... I I think what it is is I enjoy watching wrestlers who their defense is their best offense. And I think that's what's having me win uh, uh, or having uh, Jay White kind of leaving a mark on me a little bit more and more each time I see him. I love the fact that your defense is your best offense. And it's your mistake that caused your downfall because you gave me that opportunity and that opening. I really enjoy that. I like the chess element of that and the strategy element of that and maybe the sport element of that, right? That I really dig. And again, everything that we've said before a thousand times, the creativity, um, the things look like they hurt. Like when he's digging his knuckles and his heel into like the little soft tissue of a joint, I get that. I can see where that could hurt. Let me tell you something. Your wife come up and
1: sticks her knuckle in the
2: back of your spine, you're going to fucking feel it.
1: I, like I just did it to myself. It, it does hurt. Yeah. I just ground my knuckle into my ribs and thought, <laughs> right, Ow! Right. Why did I do that?
2: Exactly.
1: Makes sense. Um,
2: and again, I think he's I to me, Zach is is a total package. He I love his interviews. I love the way he carries himself. Uh I look, he's he's the, the right now he's probably my favorite pro wrestler. Um, and then you put him in the ring with a Bushy it did shock me. I don't know why. I mean, look, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Zach has not lost a New Japan Cup match at this point. Right? In two years, the dude hasn't lost yet. He's tapping out everybody left and right. I, I like the fact that he's the new Mr. March. I like that. It's fun. It's fun.
1: And it, it, Also, it, just going to jump in. Another, another thing that I like is that they're not doing 50-50 booking with that because he beat Ibushi in the New Japan Cup last year and he beat him again this year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, as much as we thought,
2: you know, Abushi signs a contract, boom, push him to the fucking stars, jetpack, blah, 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 blah. I like the fact that he, he fucking tapped. It's great. I love the fact that everybody looked at their bracket and was like, ah, fuck me. How can I, how, how did I see that? How can I be so fucking blind? The guy hasn't lost the match. Here's the thing. I think people sat there and they did their brackets and they were like – there's no fucking way Gato has the balls to f- to do this again. There's no fucking way he has the balls to do this again. He's got the balls to do it again. He's doing it again. I like that. I like that. I, I like... I, I, I think it's ballsy and I like it. That's, that's really the, the bottom line because everybody looked at that bracket and was like, okay, Ibushi, boom, let's... You know, nah,
1: tap. Love it. Cody asked, thoughts on Ibushi's New Japan Cup? Everyone paid him to win. But he wasn't on promotional posters for the Cup. Are you surprised that he was eliminated this early? Zach Sabre Jr.'s not on any of the promotional posters. Right? He
2: told you that in that interview. My chin should be in there or whatever. That's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I had Bushi moving on, to be honest. I can't lie. We all know. Look, at, Listen to the recording. I, 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 Yeah. When when he got put in that, that orienteering with Napalm death, uh. Yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, "All right, well, how's he going to get out of this? (laughs) How's how's he going to? He's got to wiggle his way to the ropes. How's he going to break this?" It didn't fucking happen. He tapped. Shocked me. Um, but yeah, Zach wasn't on any of the promotional posters either. So, and he's moving on.
1: And we had a show yesterday, Sunday, March 17th, at Karakuen Hall, New Japan Cup match with Colt Cabana. Defeating Toriano in seven minutes with the Superman. I thought this was amusing but not funny. I didn't laugh. I can heard a lot of people saying that is great and they loved it, but for me, didn't like it that much, Damon. I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of the comedy.
2: That's for sure. Um so when people start throwing around four stars and shit, I cannot relate. I don't understand where that's coming from. I, I I don't even think it was
1: a great comedy match, to be truthful. Like like what? what to yeah, I, I've seen Yano in better comedy matches with Sanada, Kenny Omega, just off the top of my head. Yep,
2: Tanahashi, right? The hair pull shit, right? I consider that a comedy match. Um. Yeah, I don't. I like that. It, it really. Did nothing. Like, to me, how do you give a, a four-star performance? I'm being, I'm just being, I'm asking a question. How do you give a four-star performance when physically, what were there, five bumps in the entire match? Right? There was a, there was a guardrail shot. That's the only thing that really stands out in my mind. Like, what else was there? there were a couple of roll-ups. I think someone in the crowd got hit in the head with a DVD or a packet of curry or right. something. You gotta, that's a star. You know what I mean? Like, what are we what are we grading that on? The fact that you laughed, the fact that you chuckled. I don't like that. To me, isn't what star ratings are for. I don't know. I mean, and, and I know people hate star ratings to begin with, and I get it, but I I I don't. Like I said, I I didn't f- f- amusing but not funny is a great way to describe it because. If I didn't have to do this podcast, this would have been a fucking fast forward. Let, let's put it that way. It's, it's, just not, it's just not for me, man.
1: Yeah, and I'm not an anti-comedy match guy. I totally understand what they're going for, that they want to have a comedy match in that part of the bracket to kind of break things up a bit with the pacing. And I like a Yana comedy match, but it's just this this one's very funny. That's it. Nothing more to say on that. Now, this one is sure to be a bit controversial. Sanada defeats Minoru Suzuki- 28 minutes, woof, 28 minutes with a rounding body press. Uh, you go first here, Damon. Did this change your mind at all about Sonata? I mean, no, uh, if, if, if I'm being truthful. It didn't. And, and I, I just want to be very
2: clear, though. I don't think Sonata stinks. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he he is, you know, not worth the spot that he's in. I think he can be great. And I think he is
1: good right now. Yeah, we want him to be great, don't we? That's that's what's frustrating us.
2: Right. And the problem is, is that he can be great. And I don't know why we haven't seen great. That's all that we're saying. That's all that we're saying. With that said, this was not great. This was not a... A, you know, that, this, look, look, if you're going to come to Give the. Me table, some snakes. How many snakes? Three. I don't think I, I didn't hit four for me. It wasn't a four star match. Um, maybe
1: I went three and a half.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, between I'm I'm in between there. I'm in between there. But you got to get me on a real good fucking day to get me to go four on that. I just didn't. It wasn't there for me. Um, and again. Please keep in mind, if you're coming to the the table with evidence to support the fact that Sonata is great, uh, uh, let me me, me take that back. He is great. How about this? How about we word it this way? He is great. He hasn't shown great. How's that? Because I truly believe great is there. He hasn't shown great. And and if you're going to come to the table with this match as your evidence of Sanada being great turn around and walk away my man turn
1: around and walk away because it's just not there best part of this match for me was Suzuki punching Yuya Uemura mm. right in the mouth that was mm. great mm. and another thing right One th- what we're not saying we're not saying that Sanada's not over we never said that right? because he is massively over Like the crowd love him and his Amish gimmick or whatever it is <laughs> he's doing the-, the gimmick obviously works in Japan right because you know a lot of people wrote in they said that they love him they really like this match i get it he's massively popular with the fans there the crowd would on the edge of their seats they were screaming for him they really thought he was in peril that definitely added something to the match and i understand that his his presentation like the silent brooding emotionless goth punk hunk that's big in japan i get it but it doesn't connect with me that's the problem it does not connect with me emotionally there's nothing for me to get my teeth into there so you know you can write it all you want tell me how brilliant he is but it's not going to make me go oh yeah actually I, I do like him after all i i was wrong right you know right it's, uh, all it's i'm not asking, working for me
2: yeah all i'm all we're looking for is give me the new japan world link for the match that's that's giving me great and, and again, we used Elgin as the example last week because I can rattle off three off the top of my head that are great and if you, and and they are right and they are and you might not like Michael Elgin you Michael Elgin it, listen it might be the fact that you just don't like Michael Elgin and that's fine that's I mean I can you know listen I get it um I like Sonata how I'll go one step further I like the character. I ain't got a problem with the fucking character. I just want to see great. And I just think that he has all the tools to be great. I just haven't seen it yet. And that's that's all. That's really what it comes
1: down right. to. I'm a new fan. First, first show I watched was Wrestle Kingdom 11. And he came out in that never six-man gauntlet with a mask, the mohawk, the leather pants, the baseball bat. And I thought, fuck, this guy looks amazing. And I watched him wrestle and I thought, oh, man, this, this is the coolest motherfucker in the room. I love this guy. And... I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to see him deliver on that initial height that I built up in my head. It's never quite reached it. I don't know. Maybe that's on me. The match itself, it was too long. The final submission stretch went on way too long. The dragon's Sleeper looks terrible. That does look terrible. Suzuki's neck, it wasn't even bent. He was just sort of gently squeezing the top of Suzuki's head with his bicep. It looks like shit. I, so I, I hate, I hate to bring, bring up this opinion. analogy,
2: Joel. I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. That was John Cena STF right there to me. That's the first thing. When I see that, I, that's all I think of if, Of is John Cena putting on an STF. Like just that. So much space. And it just – it takes me out of it. All Suzuki has to do is is just put his chin to his chest and he's out of it. And, and here's the thing too. And I know it's – that Paradise Lock, please get up the street with that. The fucking Paradise Lock I'm over – it really – Come on. I, I, I'm a pro wrestling fan for for years. I get suspend your disbelief. Come on. Paradise like stinks.
1: Another critic, well, a, a defense of Sonata has been people saying that he doesn't get the chances to prove himself. He's had a ton of main events, Damon. I thought so. He's had a, a IWGP title shot against Okada. He's main eventing New Japan Cup shows. He's main evented a load of G1 shows against Ibushi, against Naito. To me, that's him getting a chance. Yeah, yeah. I
2: I don't know what I mean. Yes, he's he's been stuck in the in the mud of tag teams and comp, you know that. But that's that's it's not like that's been his 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 entire run. Please, I again another thing. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, go on. No, no, I was just going to reiterate. Uh, just again, I don't want people to misunderstand. We think he is great. We just haven't seen great.
1: Another thing that gets on my nose is his post-match promos so this is this is transcription this is word for word what his post-match promo was so he's beaten suzuki big match crowd screaming for him crowd love him his big moment of glory picks up the microphone this is what he says everyone i have something to say actually i really like new york's madison square garden but my favorite place is right here corakowin hall hey corakowin see you next time but it's not exactly Austin 316 is it it sounds like something from a, a, an elementary level english textbook
2: uh i mean look he's you know, he, he's a man of not many words that's for sure um
1: but it, look i would rather he said nothing i'd rather he just pick up the microphone throw it on the floor and walk out than doing that right i don't i tell you what what i want to see from him maybe maybe he needs to face Tai Chi. Maybe Tai Chi ah. can stir up that emotion. What I want to see, and you know, people might come at me and say, Oh, that's not what Sonata's character is, but I want to see him get really pissed off in a match. I want to see him screaming in someone's face, uh, like screaming whatever the Japanese equivalent is, like, fuck you, motherfucker, and slapping someone. That's I just I want to see some emotion from him.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's the character. And again, like the interview when well, nobody's doubting that he's not over. In 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 over there, right? He is. You you can hear the crowd. So you know what we're saying doesn't necessarily mean that it's gospel. It's just what we're looking for. What we're looking for. It ain't happening right now. So okay, but if you dig it, yeah. if you dig it, good. But it's going to be hard. You're gonna. You, if again, if you're coming to the table with a with a with a match or a link that I'm supposed to, uh, you know, drop my pants over, as they say. I don't know. That hasn't happened yet.
1: All the other top guys have had some sort of character arc, some sort of character progression that changes them. So, you know, Okada losing the title and then losing himself, losing his mind, doing the balloon shit. And um, Tanahashi, you know, he sort of goes in these cycles of being the ace and then going into a bit of a funk and a depression after that. And Kota Ibushi, where he's... You know this lone wolf guy, and then he's with his golden lover Kenny Omega, and things are going great, and the sort of ups and downs of that. But Sonada is just there, all a big it's just just sort of chugging along. And he this Sonada 2019 Sonada is the same Sonada that <laughs> right. I first saw and got excited about in 2017. Yeah, give, but yeah, give anyway, yeah, I, I will. How it. is
2: this? I mean, at least go down right at least it's like with goto and ha- yoshihashi there's a there's a there's, there's a movement but unfortunately sometimes it's in the wrong direction but at least there's a movement like he is just a flat line of 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 character development and storyline development and personality development and he's he's he is what he is yep right now that's that's the truth
1: nothing to relate to it's good storytelling that if you want to have an emotional connection with your protagonist that they have to suffer some sort of tragedy or misfortune or fall from grace where they hit rock bottom and at that point you make the emotional connection with them and then you're invested in the the rise to the top but okay, i guess not something i've seen with another. but i, I feel we spent more than enough time discussing him
2: no worries
1: man. all right um what else? Uh John's got a question. Nagata and Suzuki are roughly the same age. Why is it that they basically have Nagata and Kojima working with the young lines, but Suzuki is still a main event player? Is Suzuki just that badass, or did they send Nagata out to pasture before his time? Nagata can still go. Um But yeah, like prominence I mean But they're not using him. Yeah.
2: Um I think and I could be well I mean Suzuki is a bigger star overall from his MMA days, right? As I like to say, his pancreas days. <laughs> uh, never let me down. Um, I mean, he's, he's the head of a pretty popular faction. I think... Uh, I can see the point, but I think... I think there's more going on. I mean, you know, could Nagata be in? You know, the Suzuki Goon leader. You know, you know the equivalent of maybe not necessarily that. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, could yeah. They just, I mean, and that might be Nagata just kind of saying, okay, this is what I want to do. Right. Let's take that in consideration. Maybe he's like, you know, I I really feel like I'm a good teacher, and I want to share my knowledge with the young lions, and i want to spend most of my time focused on that aspect of my career at this point. Whereas Suzuki's like, nah, fuck it. I'll, I'll lead these bunch of hoodlums and we'll raise havoc and I'll punch kids in the face. I like, got not chair. Sure. sounds like fun. So maybe that's, you know,
1: maybe that might be the, the, the deciding factor there. Uh, at W Hot Ng says Sanada tapped out multiple times in his match against Suzuki. It was even choked out once, but the ref did nothing. Why is NJPW rigged against me and my predictions? I got to say, there were a few times in that match where Sanada was pounding against the mat that I thought, "Oh, is he tapping?" He did that quite a lot.
2: Yeah, he was like flailing his arms. I did notice that too. To be to be truthful, um, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. There's a conspiracy against you. Apparently, there is. I would, uh, I believe uh, Harold May is the person you need to speak to.
1: All right, let's uh, preview the quarterfinals and semis and finals. So we're picking up again Wednesday in Shizuoka, where our two top matches will be Ishii versus Yoshihashi and then Okada versus Osprey. So Ishii versus Yoshihashi. Got to be Ishii going through, right? And hopefully beating the shit out of Yoshihashi on the way. It does feel that way. Now, one thing I do want to bring
2: up, that's all chaos. It's chaos. That whole bracket is chaos. Not literal chaos, like I'm confused. The
1: faction. It's chaos versus chaos, chaos
2: versus chaos.
1: Look at Damon talking about the factions. Yeah. You've come so far, my friend. Standing Tai Chi and talking about factions. Oh my God. What's this world coming to? Are we on
2: a, are we on a different universe? A, a, a different Earth 2? Uh,
1: but isn't that interesting, though? I mean, who would have thought that would have been a possibility? It's all chaos. Do you think it's leading to anything? Do you think they're maybe going to have a, a split? Chaos and then another faction emerging from the flames? Uh, someone did actually have a question here. Uh, it was JDM asked that uh, in one of these undercard matches, uh, Ibushi was teaming with Roppongi 3K. And, you know, we've had Ibushi refusing to do the two sweet bullet club thing, but then he, he threw up the Roppongi 3K hand signal straight away. So maybe we're going to see some kind of split where uh, you get the Hontai guys and the Chaos guys, some of them... Making their own faction.
2: Yeah. Yes. No. I'm possibly. I truthfully, I th- I kind of feel like we're seeing the dying days of chaos. In, in if you ask my opinion, uh, I I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you're ranking factions, and I hate, why would anybody want to do that? But if we're doing that, um,
1: chaos is last, right? Bottom of the barrel at this point, right? Does anybody give a yeah, fuck? Yeah, but they're chaos? not going to disband them because they they sell a lot of merchandise.
2: Do they?
1: All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well you always see people with their little chaos towels and stuff. I, don't, uh, I mean I just think it's odd that, that
2: we were looking at chaos versus chaos. So uh yeah, I'm hoping it's Ishii. I'm praying that it's Ishi. 'Cause 'cause I'm I'm hyped. I had look, it, it, it took a different route to get here. But I had Ishii Okada in, in the finals in that on that side of the bracket. Let it be the fucking known. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, so did I. Okay, alright.
2: All right. I tried to pump my chest a little bit. I thought it was a, I thought it was a lone wolf,
1: but okay, come along for the ride. <laughs> Sorry. Do you think um, Ishii will be able to get a good match out of Yoshihashi?
2: Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be at least good. Yeah. Ishii's fucking amazing. I mean, how do you... I, I really feel like this, this can of monster could have a
1: great match with Ishii. Um... Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be at least good. All right, so we're picking Ishii to go through. Yeah. And then the main event we got, got Okada versus Will Ospreay. Now, given what we know about the Madison Square Garden show, there's a bit of history between these two guys. It, it, he's sort of like a big brother, little brother thing. Of course, we all know that Okada brought in Ospreay after their match at, was it Global Wars 2016? And they have had another match at last year's 46th anniversary show, which Okada also won. So Okada mm-hmm. is 2-0. Uh, is he going to go 3 and 0 here against Will Osprey?
2: Looks like it. I can't imagine. Well, I mean again, you did put a little sliver of doubt when it came to Ishii winning. But I'm going to go Okada here. I think I think they have to go Okada. Tell me tell me they have to go Okada main event. Let me ask you this. Would you be disappointed if Ishii's main eventing against Jay White at Madison Square Garden?
1: Um No, I wouldn't actually. And I, I you know, I'm not going to MSG thinking I wanna see a a title change because take minute, I've seen two of them. Yeah, look at you uh less than six months. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see a great match. I wanna see a great main event. I love Jay White, I love Ishii, I love Okada, any combination I think they're gonna deliver. So I'm not I don't have my heart set on one eventually or the other. Like I'm, would be totally fine with Jay White beating someone and closing that show with everyone booing at him. I would love that. I think that would be really good. Okay. So, whether it's that or whether it's Okada getting the belt back and making it rain again, I would love that as well. So, do we need a big moment? Um, do we, we need fence? something that? Again, I'm going to sell this to you a little bit. Do we need that big
2: moment for Madison Square Garden? The show is sold out the benefit that that we need from a new japan business perspective is talk and buzz and holy shit that was that was a great fucking show and and we need 17,000 people to walk out of madison square garden thinking i got to see this again right that's really what we need
1: do you get that i see the argument for a card of winning and then reestablishing to a western market that Okada is the man, mm-hmm. he's the ace, mm-hmm. he's brilliant. Cause name me, which which guy on that roster
2: right now would people pay to see you know, if New Japan is running a show. Are they paying to see Jay White?
1: Are they paying to see Okada? Okada, I think he's got the track record of delivering brilliant matches on that incredible record-breaking title reign that he had where a lot of people quite rightly having him in the conversation as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and you knew when you were tuning into one of these shows that okada in a title defense as the main event is going to be spectacular
2: right i mean that's what i'm talking myself into here again my my idea of jay white run with it until the dome season right you could do a quicker route you could do a quicker route title change and 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 really leave an impression on the fans leaving Madison Square Garden. Will they do that? I don't know, but I feel like they need something. And and that's to, here's the problem with that though. Is that is that the pure, unadulterated version of hot shot booking, and that's what you really don't want to do. And that's something that they really don't do. Is that hot shot booking right there?
1: For me, that's too many title changes within a short space of time. Right. So, we've had Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom, New Beginning, and then doing MSG as well. To me, that is taking something away from the prestige of the IWGP title.
2: And at the end of the day, is that the most important thing?
1: I think so. I think that is what that's part of the draw. Yeah. And I think that's all uh, was a factor for people uh, for Okada's title reign being a big draw that everyone's tuning in to see is this. The moment where he's going to lose it and also I think that helped build up Okada as a star that he was having this titanic run and getting all these defences and that made the title more special and it made Okada more special and if we've got the belt being passed around like a box of chocolates then nobody wins mm-hmm. Redemption
2: story winning the title
1: too soon Okay. I think it's too soon
2: Everybody's going to be happy with Ishii taking a fall to Jay White to close the show
1: Madison Square Garden. It could could be Okada taking the fall. You think so? You You think they do that? Rainmaker's back. Wrestle Kingdom. Rainmaker's back. Here he is. He's got the trunks. The the money's falling. He's got his music back. Bang. Loses the Switchblade. MSG. Rainmaker's back. Second chance. Surely he's not going to lose again. He's going to get it back. Bang. Loses the Switchblade again.
2: Mm. That's quick. You talk about changing titles quick. That's quick for Okada. Back-to-back losses.
1: Pinfalls. It, it might not be Okada. It could be anyone. There's eight guys left in this tournament. Okada can't lose at Madison Square Garden.
2: If Okada's going to Madison Square Garden, he's winning the title. I truly believe that. That's why That's why I have some doubt of Okada even winning it. If Okada goes to Madison Square Garden, how can you have him lose again? It's Not something that I would book, personally. No. No. Okay,
1: so we agree. Ishii, Okada, what's, what's the other side? Well, I was gonna ask, I know I touched on it last week. Do you think Okada Osprey is a very big match to be, I would say, burning on a Wednesday night show in Shizuoka? I mean the, the way
2: that it feels. Um they, they have, they're putting a lot of stock in will, that's for sure. Um You would think something significant is going to come out of that match. Let's just put it that way. I can't imagine it just being somebody winning or losing. I I would think, just for the reason that you described, that something else needs to happen or needs to occur or some type of storyline progression, something has to happen. There's There's a reason why we're doing that match now. So... Again, maybe it's just me over speculating. It feels like something else is in the works.
1: The Thursday show is Shizuoka. We have Tanahashi against Zach Sabre Jr., which is, of course, a rematch of last year's New Japan Cup final. Who have you got for this one? Hmm. How can I doubt Zach at this point? Guys
2: have fucking lost the New Japan Cup match.
1: Uh, I'm going Zach. I'm going Zach yeah me too I think he has more to benefit from the win than Tanahashi does the loss doesn't hurt Tanahashi but Zach to have him being like fucking hell this guy is unstoppable in the New Japan Cup something to be said for that look he's beaten Ibushi twice in a year uh, he's back to back years in the New Japan Cup and now he's beaten Tanahashi back to back years in the New Japan Cup I think that would do wonders for Zach Saber Jr who is a guy who he didn't Exactly, fall off a cliff after uh, losing the ti- uh, losing that title challenge to Okada because he was joint top of his G one block and he, he eliminated Naito on the last day. But I think you do have to keep heating him up. You got to keep giving Zach that little spark to say, "Hey, Zach Sabre Junior, this guy's a serious threat." Yep, yeah, and these are the moments that you can do that in.
2: So yeah, uh, and I, I I truly believe that none of those people are going to madison square garden to to challenge so um yeah let's uh let's 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 give zach the win he could use it
1: and then colt cabana versus sanada which i'm assuming is going to be another comedy match you think so sanada's winning though right i think i think actually i think colt is
2: going to put on a decent performance um i don't think it's going to be pure comedy No, i hope not um yeah and i think sanada has to win right and there's no I mean you got you gotta you gotta bet the house that Sonata beats Colt Cabana at this point, right? A nice run for Colt, but yeah, I think we're done with this, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. And then Saturday in Niigata, which is of course Sanada's hometown. So the way we booked it, we are having Ishii versus Okada and then ZSJ versus Sanada. So Ishii Okada rematch from that brilliant G1 match that they had in 2016. Ishii never got his title match after that. No, Ishii won that one, who wins this? Okada wins. Okada. Okada gets his
2: win back. And I, 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 I just I feel like you have to put Okada in that main event. You have to put Okada in that main event. That's a sexy. That, that's the sexiest main event you can have. I really feel like they're they're gonna they're gonna switch. And and that's not to say Jay White doesn't win it back eventually. But then but then then there'd be another
1: title change. Fuck. Do you think Ishii wins? No, and I originally predicted him to win because I thought we'd have Ibushi on the other side of the bracket. And my reasoning was, Ibushi versus Ishii is not a big money match, but it is one that was a fucking banger in the G1. So I thought it would be a brilliant New Japan Cup final and a good way to uh, kick off Ibushi's title challenge, uh, propelling him onto Madison Square Garden. But now that Ibushi's gone from that side of the bracket, I don't have the confidence in Ishii winning anymore. So if it's down to Ishii versus Okada, then I'm going Okada. And then, so finals, are you, you thinking
2: Okada, Zack?
1: Well, here's the thing, right? So this other semi-final match, Sanada versus Zack Sabre Jr., who have had really good matches in the past. I think they're some of Sanada's better matches. I think the two of them have got very good chemistry. I like their grappling and holds and counter holds. But as I said, this is in Sanada's hometown. The final on Sunday is also in Niigata, which is again it's Sonata's hometown. It hasn't changed from being Sonata's hometown. So we've got the semi-final and the final in Sonata's hometown. How much do you read into that? Not oh, a oh, bit. Not a bit. That's I think I think that both would be really good choices for a final. Okada against Zack Saber Jr., rematch of last year's Sakura Genesis. Okada, Sanada, a rematch in last year's New Beginning. I can see both of them being good because I would not have ZSJ or Sanada winning in either of those scenarios, but I think just having them in the final and pushing Okada to the limit would be a benefit to them, even in defeat. Yeah.
2: I tell you what, if you're looking for those those matches where Sanada turns turns it on, you're you're gonna have two
1: opportunities
2: that's for fucking sure
1: zach i hope damon i, I hope by the next time we record we're i'm wrong. taking a massive l eating yep. our words yep. and saying fucking hell, sanada knocked it out of the park against zsj knocked it out of the park against okada this guy has made himself into a star i hope we're saying that yep i i i want to say it and and i will i will open the show
2: with it and everyone can take a fucking victory lap and that'd be that and and we stink and that's that okay I'm, will- I'm willing to take the loss. I want the loss. How about that? I want to fucking be wrong. You got two opportunities. It sounds like you got two opportunities. But let's go. Let's do it.
1: All right. So my prediction then will be the final on Sunday. Okada beats Sanada in the final. Yep. What are you saying? Yep. That's exactly what I'm going to go with. Same? Yep. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Uh, also on this Sunday show, we've got Juice Robinson versus Chase Owens, as we touched on earlier. So that is that for our New Japan Cup predictions. Um, Matt says, what is the most pleasant surprise of the first two rounds and the biggest disappointment?
2: Taichi's got to be up there. Um,
1: Lance Archer's up there. Not surprised. Yeah. Taichi's always been good. Mate. Uh, He's always on. been good. Stop it. Lance Archer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Lance Archer. Yep. uh um, Biggest surprise. I think um, I think Ibushi
2: being out, I really do. I think that's a little bit of a surprise as well. So uh, two positives. I don't, I'm not going to say a negative, but just a you know maybe not a direction I would have gone. But um, those are the shockers. Um, at disappointments, I think you'd have to go for me anyway. Disappointment.
1: You think Mikey Nichols has been a disappointment? No, because I wasn't expecting him to come and blow everyone away. Right. I was really disappointed with Davy Boy Smith, yeah, Jr. going out so early yeah, in that's such a, a shit match as well. That's a good one. That
2: that's probably top of the list that, to me. And and it, it, and because because here is the thing: for what? Like, why did we do that? So that we could have Cabana and Yano do what? Right, an amusing match, right? Right, so yeah, that's probably my biggest disappointment. Yeah, good point.
1: And another Matt says, Do you think the expansion of the new Japan cup has helped or hindered the tournament? Um, we touched on that last week. I think, again, on the whole, I think it's been a massive help, and I hope it stays like this in future.
2: I agree. Uh, I think going into it, there was more excitement about new Japan cup than, than we've had in years. Uh, yeah, keep it, I keep it at this point. At this uh size i think it's a good i think it's a good call
1: all right so that's all the important stuff do you want some silly questions from the discord yeah yeah, i got i got time for uh,
2: a handful yeah let's do some silly shit and uh some all, all of it you 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 drive the boat on that one all
1: right uh nicole booze leprechaun says for music damon favorite concert he saw at the trocadero trocadero so the trocadero is a
2: uh concert venue Philadelphia and in the 90s that was the spot I mean I'm not lying you would have you know one week where you'd see Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and you know two days later you'd see KMFDM and you know I don't stabbing westward and then you would see
1: the Jesus I like KMFDM you know KMFDM yeah yeah I'll tell you why this is this is, oh, this is good not now I, I'm a big fan of the uh the, the Street Fighter animated movie. And there's an amazing fight scene between Vega and Chun-Li and the music is KMFDM Ultra. And since then, I've always liked that song. Nice. Look at you. All
2: right. Uh, the one thing I don't like about KMFDM is that they always name themselves in their songs. KMFDM, doing it again. Oh, we, we get it. You're KMFDM. We
1: know. We we bought the ticket. Oh, uh, and they had a song in the Mortal Kombat movie, Do you- Joint ju- Jezebel ju- Yeah Joint ju- ju- oh, ju- Jezebel yeah 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 yes. That was like their so-
2: their minor hit in the 90s like like if KMFDM had a hit that would be it yes Look at me interacting with music David here. I know I'm excited <laughs> it makes me feel good But anyway, the Trocadero was was the, was the spot and then on Friday nights they would have like the like a, like a uh, like a ravey kind of thing so it would be like industrial and ravey music and stuff like that. So everybody would get all fucked up and loaded and go to the truck um, uh favorite concert was probably Blur Park Life Tour. Jesus Mary Chain I saw there during Honey's Dead and tour. Um, I saw Pearl Jam there. I did see Pearl Jam there. I'm um, not the biggest Pearl Jam guy, but that was fun. Uh, EMF Soup Dragons. Uh, all those, you know, 90s alternative bands were they they fucking mowed right through there, and I was there a lot. So sad to see it go. But there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot better venues now for um shit. But here's the thing: I was just there for my birthday when I did that eighty that leg warmers eighty. Thing. I was at the truck. I was at the truck there. So uh, yeah, a little sad to see it go. But uh, hopefully that
1: answers the question. Uh, Jeremy says, Damon, how do you feel about Riley Reed's rap video? I think Joel <laughs> would call it problematic. Have you seen this? I
2: have. I like, I like it rightly. She's just, she's just, like, yeah, the, the rap video is, is is just, oh, God, horrific. Um, have you seen, you haven't seen this? No, uh, I'm scared to look it up. No. Look it up. It's, 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 it's terrible language. Terrible language from the young lady. Uh, but she, it's, she talks about, a lot about, uh, talks a lot about, the uh,
1: sexual exploits
2: and uh, all that stuff. It's Ugh, dirty.
1: I'm not not listening to that. I it's think. very
2: it's filthy. It's filthy. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of adds to a little bit of a dirty girlness. I don't know. There's some. I don't know. It's awful. But it's, you, you just I don't know. It, it, it is. I'll, it, I'll check it out. I'll report yeah. back next week. Yeah, yeah. Report that back. Uh, you, uh, don't do it with <laughs> Don't do it with the misses in the room. Let me just warn you. Don't do it with them because you'll look at you like you're a maniac
1: all right uh mikey heavy says hey damon by this time hope you've gotten to play Fire promoter more because i'm curious to hear about the promotion you're building what kind of genre is your promotion who's on your roster what are the initial feud storylines you got brewing i'm sad to say i
2: haven't haven't really played the playstation 4 in in like about two weeks um i got a baseball game and i'm playing like uh first i was trying to be the montreal expos because they were my favorite team but they're no longer then i was doing like like Nineteen seventy nine Pittsburgh Pirates because I like the uniforms. Um, but then I, I played a little hockey. I played a little bit of, of of Fire Pro. I haven't really like I started one and then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, and then I bailed out on it. So they answer the question to sad to sad uh, 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 results so far. I haven't really played as much as I wanted to,
1: but um, I'll get in. I'll get in and I'll give a full report. This is a really good question. Uh, Xavier says, what would it take to have Damon review WrestleMania 35 on the smart cast? I'll do it. I love the smart cast. I love them.
2: Uh, I, I, <laughs> Where we actually get around to recording it. I, but here's the thing. I love it. I just like to, I just love listening to you guys. I just think you guys are funny. I don't know why. I do. Well, you're funny. I. I, I you're funny on it. And, and uh, everyone's, I like, I like, I like the show. I, I don't, you know, whatever. I, when it's, when I see a pop up, I, I I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't sit there and listen intently, but um, it's, it's on. It's on, at least in the background. I dig it. I really do. I'll do it. I, okay, I'll tell you so what. A, I'll commit yes.
1: to it. I'll commit to it. Consider it done. Put Brilliant. me on. I'll be on. Uh, okay. Oh, Grey says, um, who do you think will be a good Tiger Mask if and when Tiger Mask 4 hangs it up? Uh, what about Kawato?
2: <sighs> it's probably the one that you're looking at. Um, I but I don't want that. I don't want him to do that. Um, because here's the problem. It's kind of like Bone Soldier. They got to really reinvent it <laughs> a little bit, right? They got to, you know. Here's the thing, Ishimori. Even though he's Bone Soldier, does anybody really refer to him as Bone Soldier? No, they don't. Um, I think it's going to be if if it, if if they did did that, it would be. A young lion. It may not, not not even be in this current crop. Um but yeah. I, I don't even want Quado to do it now. No, make it somebody else.
1: Uh Liam says, Do you miss Noah's penis? Uh I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, where's he at? Do we know? I don't know. I think we just we shut down the hunky, what's the hunkiest referee, hunkiest stadium, okay. <laughs> hunkiest title belt questions. Maybe you ran out of material. Is that what it was? Does, that, I mean, does he still listen? Does anybody hear from him? I hope so. I hope we didn't chase I, him did, away. I, he, he joined the Discord. Okay. So there is a Noah's Penis on the Discord, but I haven't heard from him. Noah's Penis, if you're listening, get in touch with us. We, we want to hear from you yeah, again. Yeah, we like Noah's Penis. I Listen, I would hold Noah's Penis.
2: I would hold him. Hold him tight. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he might get a smooch on the head. You know, just for, you know, between pals. You know, what pals do.
1: Eh, come on, Noah's penis. I'll hug you. I'll hold you. Uh, Aspir says, have you watched any of Sanada's Wrestle 1 or TNA run, or are you basing your opinions entirely on his New Japan run? I have. Also, he's hot regardless of his beard, even though I wish he'd shave. Yeah, I mean, I have.
2: When he when, when they were doing the, the fucking phony Muda gimmick and all that nonsense. No. Yeah. 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 It's the whole body of work. I haven't seen it. He's wrestled one stuff. It's okay. Nothing's great. I'm not going to lie. I mean, nothing's nothing's been tremendous. Sorry. I know everybody wants to fucking get on us for that, but just show me the matches. That's all. Show me the matches.
1: All right. What else? All right. Here's one we touched on earlier. Uh, the shirt guy says, Recently, I've gotten into collecting Funko Pops. I was wondering if you guys have any Pops or any other cool Puro collectibles. Um... I don't have any of the Funko
2: Pops. Because to me, they all look the same. Like, the Batman one looks exactly like the fucking whatever one. You know what I mean? Like, just the way they're designed. I don't dig them. Um...